0: The chat club. There's only one role in chat club and that is everybody talks about chat club. I'm your host Alan Hilchie and welcome to chat club. So this is gonna be episode number 10. Now last episode was episode number nine. I talked about triggers and I talked and like talked about triggers and I talked about my personal touches of the situation with my triggers, which turned into a lot of anger and a lot of different things. So to rehash that one, now I'm gonna get into this one, uh, burnout in the workplace or life. Basically, I'm gonna be talking about both. When we talk, getting into detail about symptoms, emotional and physical symptoms. So I'm gonna talk about a little different things, things that are gonna help, just some coping mechanisms all within this hour. So I hope you enjoy. Now I've got into this site called help.org, a lot of helpful things. Uh, And I'm gonna expand on my burnout because I've been burnout at work For a few times, and I recognize the symptoms and recognize the different things. So I'm going to bring it from my perspective. Uh, Corrections, like I said, for 21 years of my life has been my job. And there's a lot of times you get burnout because you do the same thing every day or the same situations. Eventually, you get overworked or under, you know, overused because overtime or you work by yourself in different various states. It's a normal thing that happens in workplace, it happens in offices, corrections, policing, numerous professions, uh, everyday jobs, could be McDonald's, could be a lot of different things. Uh, burnout is a common thing that happens. Uh, the definition that it has on Help Org is, burnout is a state of emotional, physical, and a mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. It occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, or unable to meet consistent demands. As the stress continues, you begin to lose interest, motivation, that can lead you in this, a certain role in the first place. Burnout reduces the productivity, saps your energy, uh, you know, it makes you, uh, leaving you feel uh, increasingly helpless, hopeless, cynical, and very resentful. Uh, I know this because I had all those feelings in my job Eventually, you feel like you're not giving; you have nothing to give anymore. Uh, negative effects on burnout spill over to everyday life, including your home, work, social life. Burnout can also cause long-term changes in your body that make you uh, vulnerable to illness, like colds and flu, uh, weight gain, weight loss, different things like that. Is because of the many consequences that is important to deal with burnout right away. So. My question is, are you on the road to burnout? Now, burnout, you may be on the road to burnout if every day is a bad day. I mean, if you have an every day is a bad day kind of mentality every day, there's something going on. Uh, caring about your work or your home seems like a total waste of time. So caring about certain things in your work, and your home life, that's means you're on the road to it. You're exhausted all the time. You have no energy for anything anymore because you're so tired. So that is another sign of it. Majority of your day is spent on tasks, whether you either find mind numbingly dull or overwhelming. So, you know, you find them overwhelming or you find them very boring. Those are the type of things that you're looking for you feel like you don't make a difference and you're not appreciated, or it is appreciated. Nevertheless, you're on the road to burnout. So, I mean, you can check up all the boxes. I mean, I have signs and symptoms of burnout. So most of us have the days where we feel helpless, overloaded, or unappreciated. Uh, We drag ourselves out of the bed and requirements of the determination of hercules you know we gotta get out of bed because you know we gotta do it and takes an overwhelming feeling to jump out of bed get to work been there done that bought the t-shirt I know how it feels feels very hopeless you feel oh geez I don't feel like going you know but you gotta go because you gotta pay the bills Uh, you know a lot of times workplaces uh, frown upon sick time because the less sick time that they pay the less expenses they pay the more money the supervisor is making bonuses. kind of goes like that. I see it from that perspective. If you feel like this most of the time, however, you may be burnt out. Uh, Burnout is a gradual process. You know, it doesn't happen overnight, but it can really creep up on you. I know it did to me. The signs and symptoms are very subtle at first. It becomes worse as time goes on. Think of an early symptom as a red flag. Something's going on, something needs to be addressed, something needs to be looked at. You need to do something differently. If you pay attention and reduce your stress, you could prevent a major breakdown. If you ignore them, you eventually burn burnout. So when I was talking about triggers, I talked about myself and basically that trigger was a sign of burnout. I was very tired working with this certain person all the time. Uh, very high maintenance, just a burnt me out. Um, in my job, I've been doing this for 20 years. So, in my workplace, I have the mentality to work with kids that are harder to work with. Um, that, not saying normal people can't work with, but they're very hard to deal with. They're very needy. They're very uh, hyper or, you know, try to be intimidating to the person. I've always dealt with this certain clientele for my 20 years. I've always worked with the hardest kids because I have the mindset to do it. Do I have it now? I don't think so. I think I'm burnt out. I think I need to change. So that's kind of why my trigger went off a few weeks ago. When I talked about my triggers and I talked about my personal experience, that's burnout. I need to change in my job. Whether I get that, I don't know. Sometimes you have to find ways to get through your, your burnout because there's no other choice. In my job, there's either the floor or management or there's not really much else for me to go. I know this, so I'm going to have to come to the fact where I'm going to have to go back, maybe not work with a certain client, maybe work on another unit and try to find ways to get myself through stress and find myself not to burn out, not to get so emotionally drained, find ways to, you know, because that's what happens. You get emotionally drained and physically drained, whatever job, whatever job you're doing. So a lot of the physical and uh, symptom burnouts is feeling tired and drained most of the time. Now I just talked about that. Another one is lowered immunity or frequent illnesses, big sign of burnout, frequent headaches or muscle pain, your body feels like you've been hit by a truck, burnout, change in appetite or sleeping habits, huge basically you know with my being uh, corrections i work shift work so therefore i have to eat different hours uh, my sleeping patterns are all out of whack so i work two days 12 hour shifts so then i rotate on, a, on my second night or my second day i should say i turn into my night shift so it's kind of like a swing shift so the next next day i don't work day i go into seven o'clock at night and I, too do, I do two night shifts. Completely screws your body up. I've been doing this for 20 years, very hard on your body. shift shows that it lessens your life, really impacts your whole health. Um, so yes, um, I do have this. So now we're gonna get into the emotional signs and symptoms of burnout. Uh, you know, you have the sense of failure and self-doubt. Self-confidence goes down. You have a sense of failure, like everything. Somebody has a constructive criticism. You could take it very much wrong. Uh, Your self-confidence goes down in your job, in your ability to do it. Feeling helpless, trapped, or defeated. A common, common emotional sign. Felt like that. Hopeless because you can't find another job. Defeated, you feel trapped because you can't really lose this job because it supports your family. There's a lot of stresses around it. I feel that a lot of employers do not take the time to recognize whether you're burnout or if they really give two cents worth how you're doing productively. As long as you're doing your job, they don't really check into your mental health. They don't check into how you're doing. So defeated and trapped, absolutely. I think employers need to take more recogni- recognition, take more time for employer employees, absolutely. Detached, feeling alone in the world. So I mean, it gets into the you know, you detach from people, the job, you feel really alone. It's it's a common emotional sign. Loss of motivation, don't really feel like doing that case you do, I don't feel like doing that report right now, I'll do it tomorrow. You know, procrastination. Different things come into this. Been there, done this. I totally get it. Increasing cynical and a negative outlook. So, and this is where you kind of break into the adding to the poison environment. And you really have to watch this one because you can really get impact other people and their perception. And I try not to do this. And in recent years, when about five years ago, when things happened to me, I learned that what I say, because I've been there for 20 years, it impacts people that have been there a lot less than me. So you have to be really careful how you, whether there's a uh, different policy or procedure that in work has changed and you don't like it, be mindful of who you say it to and who you're around. Make sure that the person that you vent to is the person that you vent to because it can get out of whack. And I can tell you there's a lot of stories that I've said something, went back to my supervisors, blown way out of proportion. And then they come back to me and say, well, you know what, you're you're a negative influence on, on, you know, because I have a different outlook and what they perceive as the employee saying something different or this doesn't make sense, they turn it around and make you look like the negative Nelly in the whole workplace. So you got to be really careful. And I mean that in the most sincere way. It's happened to me numerous times where I've had views on different things in my workplace and it's turned around on me as being a hinder. I've been a hindrance. Uh, you know, you can't but it, but in our values it says that we're allowed to say our thoughts. But if it doesn't go with what's being said, sometimes get mis- misconstrued by management or your supervisors as being, Yeah, you don't like it and you're being negative and whatever. And it's not even about that in most times, but it gets misconstrued Increased cynical in the outlook, negative outlook in the workplace. Decrease satisfaction or a sense of accomplishment. Well, been there, done this again, uh, because I've been through it uh, a few times. This is probably be my second time, and it may happen more times, because now I'm recognizing where I am. Uh, the biggest thing about, you know, your dis, your decreased, dissatisfaction satisfaction, and your sense of accomplishment. You know, you work so hard in the job for so many years, then you kind of look back as being a negative. Oh, I haven't accomplished much, and there's not much of that positive mojo you know that you need to keep yourself going and it's really 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 uh, it's hard on you it takes a lot of energy out of you now I'm going to get into the behavioral signs and symptoms of burnout so withdrawing from responsibilities is one trying to you know not do as much or try to pawn it off someone else or just not doing it and letting someone else pick slack up it's a behavioral sign. Isolating yourself from others, you no, know, not talking to them, just doing your job, going home, uh, just isolating yourself can increase your stress, your anxiety, uh, and, and you really have to watch this, because then it can really, because what it is, just this burnout is telling your body that something's going on, a lot like other mental illnesses, like anxiety and depression, your body is telling you something, you need to look at yourself, and isolating yourself from others is, is a sign where you maybe need to change. Procrastinating, taking longer to get things done. I mentioned this before. Uh, procrastinating, I'll do it tomorrow. Uh, I can do this next week. Uh, little different things. Um, using food, drugs, or alcohol to cope with this. Uh, not a good thing because this can lead into a lot of different things. You know, it can lead into um, you know dependency on on the alcohol or with the drugs, or using food as an emotional outlet. When you feel sad or upset, using the drugs to mask or the alcohol to mask your symptoms. It only helps for a little bit, but eventually down the road, you're gonna be an addict or you're gonna be an alcoholic and then bigger things are gonna happen. A lot of things are gonna, and you're gonna bottom out. So you gotta make sure that you take care of yourself. Gotta make sure that you are on top of this. And if you're getting to the point where you're having a few too many beers or Decide that you know that Percocet's just great for eating right now. It'll just numb the pain. No, it's not good because in reality you're going down a road. Don't think you want to go because it's it's uh, ended a lot of families. It's ended a lot of work uh, jobs and you just don't want to take that path. So make sure that you, if you recognize it, get some help right away. It's very crucial because once you hit down that road, there's a lot of things that you're going to regret and just pointing pointing this out from people that I've seen uh, that have done this in my workplace, uh, be sure, um, don't mask it that way. Because in essence, what's gonna happen is you're gonna hit down that road and it's just gonna be tumbling and it's gonna be the never ending hopelessness road and depression's gonna set on and a lot of mental illness is gonna hit you. So make sure that you target this right away because the quicker you get through this, the quicker you can get some coping skills and some mechanisms in place to help you or maybe you just need time off. So make sure that you know this. Remember, another one is taking your frustration out on others. Please don't do this because the simple fact is you're going to be very upset at people and you're going to not mean to get upset at them but they're there at the point and you lose it. And you lose it on simple things or things that normally don't make you upset, and it happens. And that's the thing you have to watch out for, is not taking your frustrations out on others. Because you don't want to burn those bridges with people that are trying to help you. Skipping work, coming in late, or leaving early. Another behavioral symptoms is burning. You know, you gotta make sure that, and you have to find ways to balance this either. Take some time off, you need some weeks away, you need to do this to get yourself settled. Sometimes burnout, you just need a different change of scenery, some refreshing, or, you know, maybe ask your workplace if I could do another job for a little bit. You know, sometimes when you talk to the employer, um, sometimes they don't look so bad when they talk to you and they start to understand where you're coming from. I want to make one thing clear. This burnout, this mental illness, is not a weakness. Just something that happens to everybody. And the biggest thing about this is don't be embarrassed or ashamed of it. Because nine times out of ten, your supervisor's been there. I know some of mine have, and makes it refreshing to know that they burn, have been in the same place as me. So don't feel embarrassed that you're, you're burnt out or you have anxiety or anything like that. Because the biggest thing at the end of the day is to take care of yourself. And don't worry about what anybody says, because this is you, your body, your life. And if they can't see that, then shame on them. Shame on them for not recognizing your struggles and you need help. Shame on them. Absolutely shame. I think it's inconceivable that another human being wouldn't help another one out. And this needs a change in this world for us to survive, to have a happier workplace. So I'm going to get into stress and burnout, different things about stress and burnout. With stress, uh, characterization of, of by over-engagement. So you're over-engaging in, in different things. Burnout, on the other hand, would be characterized by disengagement. So you're disengaging from your work. Stress, emotions are overreactive. reactive um, More drama, whatever people perceive it to be. But it's just letting your emotions know you're stressed. With burnout... Your emotions are more blunt. Say exactly what's on your mind. You just add it to the poem, and there's no filter on it, and boom, there it is, done. With stress, produces urgency and hyperactivity. You know, you, you you're stressed out and to get things done, or you're over you're overworked. But the stress factor is that your hyperactivity and urgency to get things done. Uh, having to man, you know, time manage things. Burnout, on the other hand, produces helplessness and hopelessness, which is streams into a lot of different things which you have to watch for. So, we get into this, we also get into stress is a loss of energy. Burnout, on the other hand, is more of a loss of motivation, ideas, and hope. Stress on this hand, leads to anxiety disorders, which is very true. Anxiety is huge with stress. Burnout on the other hand, leads to detachment and depression. So you're feeling the hopelessness, aloneness sort of thing with the burnout. Stress, primary damage is physical. So stress, you know, your body's, you know, you're losing weight, you're gaining weight. could be very sick, um, just different things physically can happen. It's more of a primary damage is physical, you know, and that's the biggest thing you to watch out for. Burnout is primarily the damage is more emotional, your emotional state, you're down in the dumps, you're just, just, you just, you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel. It's just a dark hole that you're feeling. Stress may kill you prematurely. So stress is, you know, can really affect your heart rate, your your heart condition, different things. So you have to be watchful for the stress. With burnout, it, basically burnout on this spectrum just says may make life worth not living. So you have to watch out for this, another sign. So, I mean, this is right on help.org. I'm reading a lot of the stuff. And I'm just kind of mixing in some of my thoughts in it. And it's just a beautiful site to to come up with a lot of different things, and I've researched it. Uh, causes of burnout. So burnout also, you know, often really stems from your job. But anyone who feels overworked, undervalued, is definitely at risk of burnout. From the hardworking office who hasn't planned vacation in years, to the frizzled stay, you know, stay-at-home mom, tending to the kids, housework or have an aging parent. But burnout isn't caused so slow, you know, solely by stress or too many responsibilities. Other factors contrib- contribute to burnout, including your lifestyle, your personality traits. You know, in fact, in your downtime, how do you look at the world? Um, can you just play a big role in causing overwhelming stress as work or work demands? You know, there's a lot of things you look at what the causes are. So when you look at work related causes of burnout, it signifies five of them here. One is you feel like you have little control or no control over your work. So you have no you know no set of rules. you're being told what to do, you don't feel like you're out of control. so you know you have no control over your work. This is a huge one I find at my workplace, the lack of recognize recognition, or good work, or reward for good work, or even being told that you're doing a good job. You know, many times supervisor comes around and, and it's just going through the motions. Fake um, continue till you make it. But I've started supervising recently and uh, I make it a very very adamant that I start asking how my staff is. How are you doing today? How are things? You no, know, just want to let you know you're doing a great job. Just those, that that's not hard for anybody to say. Do we feel that we should say it? over my generations of work? It was, it was a non thing. You're doing a good job. If no one said anything you're doing wrong, true fact but simple kind words just to say that you're doing a good job. I know you had a real bad day today. I just want to let you know you do a good job. I know at work, there's a lot of times where we have code situations. I may not be the supervisor, but being a more experienced staff, I always tell them that, hey, you know, you okay? Everything good? did a great job, you did exactly. I don't know how many emergency response situations I've done that in the last two or three years. And I do remember a time where we had an incident, and I was actually supervising. And we had uh, some non-permanent employees, which were called casuals at my work. And we had a situation where we had to do something. And I don't want to go into details because of where I work and stuff like that. But I, um, for the amount of professionalism that I saw from my those workers and, and the job that they did and how professional and how calm and demeanor they were. I made sure that I took the time to tell everyone, you know what, just wanna let you know what you did today was amazing. You did a great job, your demeanor, your professional and your calmness. It was just like you were a veteran today. And the look on their face of confusion because really that's not a common thing that's said in our workplace very much. But the thing I liked about it was the reaction and the appreciation, just from the gestures. I didn't have to hear them say, you know what, thanks, I really appreciate that. And I make it a point now when I'm working with people that if I see things that they're doing well, I'll bring it up right away. Um, I'll talk very highly of people when they do things. The not-so-highly things, I I tuck them away and, you know, something that I see that needs to be corrected, I try to do it in a different fashion uh, trying to take it from a fashion where okay you know in a lot of experiences I have done the same thing in my workplace and I bring them back to I don't want you seeing that just because this is this, this and I got in a lot of trouble for doing this and, and if you come across as not being aggressive and you're doing it wrong and you, you know you're a failure that's another thing that contributes to the burnout is other people saying those sort of things to other people it's an how the perception of the person that receiving it nine times out of 10 hostility is going to meet hostility i've learned that over the years so you know the biggest thing is lack of recognition reward for good work and this is a huge one in my workplace and every other workplace Uh, another one is number three i'm going to talk about is unclear or over overly demanding job expectations in our job place there's a lot of expectations a lot of different jobs that we're expected to do um, and if we defined our, defined our job as what we defined it as probably a lot less but sometimes with the right to manage or the things and they just put expectations and they throw a little bit more or a little bit more and it becomes overwhelming because your job expectations because you have three or four things to do and not enough time hours in the day and you're not going to do it on your own time I don't so that's another one. Doing work that's you know tedious or challenging or unmotivating, that be you know that that can contribute to work-related causes of burnout too. Working in a chi- uh, chaotic or a high-pressure environment. Wow, this is one I know very well. Uh, working in a high-pressure environment that is, may you know. Uh, you need to get the job done first responders deal a lot with this and i'm sure there's a lot of other workplaces that i you know that work with this like office jobs payroll uh human resources you got nurses you got ambulance attendants sorry not ambulance attendants paramedics we have uh er doctors we have nurses we have a lot of police corrections a lot of different jobs that are very high pressure environment that causes to burn up because it's just the way the job goes, and it's, it's not any thing that you can do less. It's just chaotic. Like I know in our workplace, it's, it's negative when you stay through the doors because you work in an environment where the clients are negative because they don't want to be there. They're told that they have to be there. So in essence, it's a negative workplace. But it takes a lot of strain on the correctional officers. It's a very hard job, absolutely. 100% agree that corrections is one of the hardest jobs. I've ever worked, but I've never worked anybody else's job. But if people knew the amount of stress and the amount of work and the amount of professionalism, the biggest thing about corrections I find is how the public can sit there and analyze you to make a human decision or you did something wrong. When you're working in the same environment, a lot of 12 hour shifts dealing with the same clients and working at it, people have no perception. And it's those liberal, Liberal people that have that concept. They go on and they say, Oh my gosh, you're awful, you know, this and that. Well, man, work it. Come back and talk to me. See how you do in the environment. Well, it's the profession you chose. Absolutely, it's the profession you chose. But we're humans. We break down. We get burnout. Things happen. We're all humans. There's human air. So, to those people, work the job come back and you can discuss with me how you're gonna deal with situations that turn out the way they do. Sometimes they don't turn out for the best, but we have to remember that we're humans dealing with humans and humans that do stuff to us and the stuff that we see and we hear from certain people and the clients in our job, not very appealing. And you hear it over and over, there's only so much you can do. And that causes burnout and remember, you're sitting a, you know, you're not doing the job that we do and doing it for years. And the mental capacity to do the job is very hard. It's very different now. Absolutely different. It's more speaking on the job and doing stuff on the job. Anyway, don't want to digress on that and get on to that. It's a whole different other topic. So another thing that can cause burnout is your lifestyle. Lifestyle causes a burnout. So I'm going to talk about you're working too much uh, without enough time to socialize or relax. So people like work. Sometimes they get into the work and they feel that that's their whole life and they don't have enough time for socialization or your relaxation or different things. Another one is lack of close and supportive relationships. That's a lifestyle. So. Not having that or an outlet to talk about different things is another cause. Taking too many responsibilities on without enough help from others. There's a lot of people that do that. I know they do it at my workplace. They work so hard and they take on, oh, I'll do that. In addition, they take on too many responsibilities, not enough time, and they get into the burnout phase because they can't do everything. Biggest thing in my workplace is not enough sleep the anxiety, you know, dealing with different sleep situations, working shift work, absolutely brutal on the system. So this is another thing. Make sure that you can take care of yourself with your sleep. If you need sleeping aids, there's melatonin. You may have to go to the doctor to to help you aid. And they make sure you go to the doctor and talk about it because that is what's going to happen. So we're going to get into personality traits that can cause burnout perfectionist uh, perfectionist tendencies. Nothing is ever good enough. OCD, different things like that. Uh, you get into this, it can cause burnout because how many times in a workplace you have it a certain way, somebody does it another way and it completely throws your chemistry off or your mindset because you can't understand why they're doing it that way when the way is supposed to be your way. So, you, you know, it's a very hard thing to do. Another one is a pessimistic view of yourself and the world. So we get into that one. So having, you know, pessimistic views is not a good thing. So that's a personality trait. It could be just your personality. Be conscious of it, people, because what happens is it can go on to someone else. The need to be in control, reluctant to delegate to others. It happens everywhere, it's every workplace. Need to be in control of the situation. See what's going on. That's why we have people, other people in workplaces to make sure that things get done. So you have to rely on people and you have to take confidence in they know their job. So you have to let things go. Another personality type is uh, type A personality. High achieving. Always have to be the number one person. Always have to be up front. You know, it's okay to be second best. It's okay to be third best. It's always you get the job done. Don't have to be first all the time. That, that's got to be tiresome. I mean, if professional athletes are like that, boys, it'd be it's a crazy place. You know, professional athletes, when sometimes they don't win the Stanley Cup or the World Series in their whole career, but they still strive for it, but they learn to adjust to it. And you have to learn to adjust to that sort of thing. So, here we go. So, Now I've went through all this stuff. Now it's time to act. What do you do? Where do you go? So whether you recognize the warning signs of the impending burnout or you're already past the breaking point, try to push through the exhaust and continue as you've been will only cause further damage or feel more physical damage if you continue down that path. Now it's the time to pause Change the direction by learning how can you help yourself to overcome the burnout and feel healthy and positive again. How are we going to do this? Well, according to this information that I've read, dealing with burnout requires the three R approach. Oh, three R's. So the first one they said was recognition. Watch out for the warning signs. So I've just talked about the warning signs. So recognize, recognize what's going on. Watch for the warning signs of burnout. And sometimes you can watch it for other people and just bring it to their attention. Don't tell them. Just say, you oh, know, I'm a little worried about, you know, you know, you could be maybe heading down and they'll either tell you to go somewhere else or take it as, you know, maybe I am, maybe I do. And that's a part of paving it forward and helping other people. Because I would like to think that somebody would come to me and say, hey man, what's going on? And I did have that that night that I, I don't. I'll say mental breakdown. No, And I got really angry. People were, are you okay? Are you okay? That made me feel okay. You know, as angry as I was, it still recognized that people were validating that I was upset, validating that I was not in the right place. And my supervisor was awesome about it. And, you know, I didn't, I'm pretty sure my supervisor would have liked to talk to me more, but I think they recognize. It, she recognized uh, my supervisor. Recognized that I was not in a state to probably talk, and I wanted to get out of there. Just, but at that point, I knew that I could sit down, and there was, a I had a comfort, and, and it, it means the world. If you're an employer and you're listening to this, to make sure that you understand, and make sure that you have to recognize and understand, and non 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 judgmental Way to say, you know, hey, if you need anything, I'm here. Don't hesitate to call. Those are the words that emulated my head from that night. So anyway, recognize, watch out for warning signs of burnout. Okay, the next R is reverse. Undo the damage seeking support and stress management. So you're going to undo the damage by seeking support and managing your stress. So reverse it. Look at a of reversing. Research it. There's programs in different workplaces. Talk to someone that's uh, ahead of your mental health to help you out. And there's external resources, too, out there. There's a lot of uh, help out there, uh, mental health. In whatever region or state or whatever country, there's got to be something in place. Has to be. Resilience is the nether hour. Build your resilience but to stress by taking care of your physical and emotional health. It's a huge one. Huge. Absolutely huge. So when we get into this, we take care of yourself. So we got the three. Our, our approach. Recognize, reverse, and resilience. Perfect. I, I think it's really emulates what you need to do when you see that. Um, so... We're going to get out to a few things here about to deal with burnout and how to turn to other people. So, you know, you're on the road to burnout, you feel helpless, but you have a lot more control over stress than you may think. There are some positive steps that you can take dealing with your more overwhelming stress and get your life back into that balance sink. And the most effective way is to reach out to others. Um, Sometimes there's a social, you know, a social contract is a nature's antidote to stress. And talking face-to-face with a good listener is definitely one of the fastest ways to calm your nervous system and relieve your stress. Vent, you know, get this out. The person you talk to doesn't have to be able to fix your stressors, doesn't. It just has to be a good listener. Someone who will listen actively and become, you know, without any distractions you know, or expressing any you know, judgment. You don't want the judgmental, you want know Full attention, face on face, full attention. And if you have someone like that, make sure that you, you, you stick to this. So another one is reach out to the closest to you, such as your partner, which we all try to not bring our troubles to them. We don't want to, uh, we don't want to put them into we feel like we can take care of ourselves i do the same thing so make sure that you know you, you start you know you talk to your partner family or friends opening up doesn't put a burden to others in fact most friends and loved ones will be flattered that you trust them enough to confide in them and it only strengthens your friendship or your, your marriage or strengthens your partnership or if you're going with them try not to think about the burnout, what it's going to make you, the time that you spend with loved ones is positive and enjoyment. So reaching out to them is, is a positive step. Uh, ensures that you trust them with your feelings and stuff. And it, it creates a stronger bond so you have that support system and you're not alone. So make sure that you reach out to the closest one to you. They will not find it a burden. Because somewhere down the road, you probably have done the same thing. So it's kind of the pivot it, And if they haven't, then you know what it's like and you will be there for them. Uh, another one is try to be more sociable with your coworkers. Developing friendships with the people you work with can only help buffer yourself from job burnout. When you take a break, for instance, instead of directing your attention to your smartphone or Try, you know, try to engage with your colleagues. Have a, you know, try to say, you know, hey, let's go down and try this new coffee spot. Just walk down or drive down and have social, you know, construction, you know, social contacts, social conversations. You know, or so, you know, schedule some social events, workplace. I know we do this at our workplace. We do certain things all the time. And it's kind of nice to get with work people. Sometimes you just want to talk about work, but, you know, It's kind of the vetting process to get out from work, you know, the work. And, you know, you're away from work and sometimes. But sometimes it's not even about that. It's just getting about, you know, seeing other people outside of the workplace. and, And they're humans and, you know, that's a lot of that. So another one is limit your contact with negative people. Hanging out with negative minded people will do nothing for you. Uh, but only complain will only drag you down your mood and your total outlook. If you work with a negative person, try to limit the amount of time. Try to you know to start getting into that negative you know posture. Say, man, I, I, I love to talk about this. And I got to get this done. You know, try to try to change the subject. You know, they keep it on and say, listen, man, I I got to go do something. I got to go to the bathroom uh somebody i gotta go connect with someone it's just different though not excuse you know and eventually this negative person's gonna understand that eventually down the road every time they get negative you're not a part of the conversation you don't want to be a part of the conversation so maybe that outlook maybe will change for them but try to limit it i've been in contact with people that are negative and they definitely do bring you down and it's kind of um, the biggest thing I find about negativity is it's easy to, E G E really easy to latch on, really easy to latch on to the negativity, especially if you're in a toxic work environment. Anyway, try to stay away from it. Uh, another one is connect with cause or community group that is personally meaningful to you. This could be like a religious uh, group, social club. I know there's lots of social clubs that you know, the Tim Horton Club or. You know, guys go for coffee, support groups that can, you know, can help you talk to people that are in the same mind frame as you dealt with daily stresses. Maybe they dealt with burnout themselves. There's different support groups with that. And different social groups usually have a broad sense. I know with Wings of Change, they don't limit it to the PTSD group. Like people that have PTSD, they they everyone's welcome. So if you have different things that are going on, burnout, burnout leads to PTSD and leads to other mental illnesses. So that's why you need to, you know, getting to a social group is not a bad thing. Uh, different social groups could be mean different activities, could be a physical activity, volleyball, basketball, could be a card club, could be just about anything, just to get yourself out and, you know, make new friends and, you know, have different friends from work, you know, if you're in a line of work that has professional associations you can attend meetings or interact with other members that cope with the same work demands you know maybe they're doing something say man i have a little issue here maybe they have a different outlook that you've never tried uh you know different things that you can do another one is new friends if you don't feel that you have anybody to turn to it's not you know it's It's okay to build a new friendship. It's not, you know, expand your social network. There's lots of things like LinkedIn, look for new jobs and uh, new. There's all kinds of social media and different things out there, uh, to give your get your mind off stuff. There's lots of you know, videos, YouTube, my podcast included. No, I'm just joking. But when we get into that, you know, and the biggest thing I think is the power of giving. Uh, Be helpful to others. Uh, you know deliver things to other people you know broaden your social circle Uh, it's important to take you know it's important not to take on too much when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed sometimes going to a soup kitchen or donating your time to a a charity is is feeds your soul such a volunteering people don't want to get into it because they feel like I'm not sure they just there's not enough volunteers, uh, and I watch some volunteers, and, and they're just relentless, and they do twenty years. Or there's charity I'm involved with, and it's an absolutely beautiful. One, it's called the Josie Foundation, and I really, and this foundation is is fundamentally in helping people that have expenses that occur during you know unexpected illnesses that are terminal or ongoing you know, cancer, anything like that, and they do financial support. And there's some wonderful people that I've met that I never would have met if I didn't get into it. Uh, Getting into social situations, uh, you know, even getting into the political side, if that's something you're interested in, get into an association, and maybe that's something to look into. It's not a bad thing. I've done that. I've learned and, and, and broadened my social network. Yeah, I met a lot of different people and it's kind of nice because it opens up your circle. It's not a bad thing and don't look at it as a negative thing. You look at yourself as doing what you want to do. So we get into the reframe the way you look at work. So whether you have the job that leaves you rushed off your feet or unfulfilling or the most way to combat job burnout is to quit or find another job. Instead, of course, many of us are changing jobs on a consistent basis. is far from the practical solution because sometimes we work so hard to get a good pay, it's really hard to leave. Uh, you know, we're grateful to have the work that pays the bills. So, you know, we get good money and, and you don't want to leave it, but it's impending. And whatever your situation is, there's still st- steps to improve your work mind and your state of mind at work. So, I mean, you have to find some value in your work, number one. Even in some mundane jobs, you can focus on your role to help others. For example, provide as much needed uh, production as service. Like in my job, I try to help out newer people that are in the job. Uh, I try to focus on helping others. Try to maintain the role model. Sometimes I'm human and I get burnout, which I've already had, spoken to about. So, I mean, that happens. Absolutely happens. Um, You know, focus on the aspects of the job that you enjoy. Uh, Even if it's just chatting with your coworkers at lunch or on a break, smoke break, whatever. Just chat. Just chit chat about anything, life, things, your vacation, you know, things that you look forward to. Changing your attitude towards your work gives you, it can also make you regain the sense of control in your workplace, in your work job. So you have to find value. Number one thing: finding balance in your life. If you hate your job, looking for meaning and just you know satisfaction elsewhere in your life, in your you know family, friends, hobbies, or volunteer work. Focus on the part of your life that you enjoy, and it could be your kids, your family. Find that balance. Use your home life to supersede your work life. And eventually, what you do at home will follow you at work. I truly believe that can happen. You just have to focus on the positives. As menial and as minor as it is, don't look at every taboo or everything that happened negatively and don't signify it as the end of all things. Because that's what puts you in the tumbling path of burning out in this whole thing. So... Making friends at work, having strong ties in a workplace can reduce, you know, the counter effects of burnout, I think, you know, making friends or, you know, having friends to joke or chat during the day to help relieve the stress from an unfamiliar or undemanding job or a demanding job, improve your, it can improve your work performance because, you're, you know, I know in my workplace, we kind of have. A different sense of humor, and I'm sure, pretty sure, every correctional officer, police officer, everybody in the first responders can attest to this. It's called black humor, and it's kind of humor that it's not normal, but that's how we get through things uh, sometimes. Uh, a lot of people will probably look at us like we have some serious problems, but it's not even about that. It's just a sense of getting through the incident and trying to get a little bit of humor. And it kind of makes it help you to get through it. Whether it's right or wrong, it's definitely a coping mechanism, excuse me, definitely a coping mechanism, which comes off. Biggest thing, and the next thing I'm going to talk about is taking time off. If the burnout seems inevitable, try to take vacation or a complete week off work. Uh, Go on vacation. I'm going to use the taboo, use up your sick days. Big taboo in my workplace. I ask for a temporary absent leave of absence. Um, you can look at unemployment uh, compassionately. Just different things. I know there's in my unemployment. Look, explore different things. I know monetary might not have like help. You may have to watch your money. But on the other side, I think your mental. Well-being is your best option in taking care of yourself. And I think removing yourself from the workplace can sometimes give you the time to recharge your batteries or pursue other methods of recovery. And even if it's time off, you can look for other jobs or search for other ways to make your workplace a better place to work. So we come into the next phase of this whole talk, and we're going to talk about reevaluating the priorities. So burnout is an undeniable sign that something important in your life is not working. So take the time to think about your goals, your hopes, your dreams. Are you neglecting something that is truly important to you? This could be an opportunity to rediscover what really makes you happy and to slow down and give yourself time to relax, reflect, and heal. So when we look at exploring, it could be going back to school, it could be different options. Uh, I think there's some research out there that signifies that people change their job quite a few times in their career before they hit retirement very rarely does someone stay in a job their whole career very unheard of nowadays just because the the, just the consistency of doing the same job and the mundane thing of going to work every day sometimes people need a new perspective human nature honestly Sometimes we need to set boundaries. Is the number one thing. Don't overextend overextend yourself. Learn how to say no. To request on your time. If you find this difficult, remind yourself that saying no allows you to say yes to the commitments you want to make. So saying yeah no doesn't mean you're a bad person. It means you're limiting. You're setting boundaries of how far you're gonna go past. You know. There's different ways that you can say, man, I'd love to do this, but uh, I've got so much on my plate and I've got this, this, this. And you can justify it. If you're to the point where you know that you're getting to the point where stress is in, someone's asking you, hey, don't be scared because at the end of the day, you're a number, you're a person. Sometimes the other person asking doesn't really think about what other people are doing in their own shoes, in their own life. They're worrying about how to get the work done. So sometimes you have to say no, and that's okay. But just make sure you justify it and make sure that you're not doing it just to be a negative Nelly or you don't like the person. Make sure that it's it's valid, but make sure that you set your boundaries and draw this line in the sand, huge, huge. So another thing to reevaluate priorities is take a daily break from technology. So set a time each day to completely disconnect from social media, your phone and everything. Turn off your laptop, your phone. Stop checking the emails. Take a book, read five, 10, 20 minutes, read an hour. Just, or or listen to music. Just take a break. Because there's so much and it's different nowadays in the workplace because there's people throwing you emails. It can get heralded. Your work's taken with you 24 hours if you're in a sales job. If you're in another job, everyone has cell phones nowadays, and you don't, back in the days, in the 70s, the 80s, you were away from work, you were done work. There's nothing looking back. There was pagers, but that was a very rare thing. Cell phones, it can be any small question or anything. So, another thing to do is nourish your creative side. Creativity is a powerful antidote to burnout. Uh, try to try something new, a new project Resume a favorite hobby Choose activities that have nothing to do with work Or whatever's causing your stress So, I mean, you're looking at favorite hobbies It could be uh, horseback riding It could be sewing It could be a book club It could be uh, working on a woodworking project It could be taking on that uh, hobby That you've always wanted to do And it just didn't take the time I know that this now like taking this hobby on um like podcasting is I'm nourishing my creative side. Um trying to help people, trying to do things. Absolutely. So challenging your creative side can be another thing to help you out. And could be a powerful coping mechanism tool to help foster reducing your stress and your burnout. Absolutely. So okay, then I talked about setting aside relaxation time. Relaxation techniques such as yoga, meditation. Uh, remember I've talked about uh, deep breathing activity, uh, body relaxation response, just different things like that. So when I get into the relaxation, it's just a part to just to get yourself a state of mind, rough, you know, restfulness, mindfulness, Getting to the, you know, find your zen. I know a lot of people are into the zen, the activities. For mind relaxation. Set a time to relaxation time. Maybe listening to a podcast. Maybe listening to music. Listening to my podcast. Just different things like that. Um, Trying to get plenty plenty of sleep. Uh, Feeling tired. exuberate, You know, exuberated. You know, or feeling burnout. Because... It really causes you to think irrationally and you really have to be mindful of this to keep your cool and stressful situations by getting a good, good night's sleep. So, you know, make it a priority. So we're gonna look at, uh, trying to be quick here, uh, taking a lot of time, but that's okay. Um, So boost your ability to stay on task. Um, If you're having trouble, you know with these helpful hints that I've said to prevent overcome, you know, overcome the burnout. Just learn how to reduce the stress in the moment, manage troublesome thoughts and feelings, motivate yourself to take the, st- the steps to relieve the st- stress and the burnout, improve your relationships at home and at work, rediscover the joy and the meaning to make, you know, work and life worthwhile. A huge thing. Increase your overall health and happiness. Another thing, make make exercise a priority. When, you know, I've talked about this numerous times in my podcast. Aim for 30 minutes of exercise, you know, per day, uh, you know, even 10-minute bursts of activity, a 10-minute walk can improve your mood for two hours. Rhythmic exercise, you know, move your arms, your legs, huge way, just... You know, try running, walking, weight training, swimming, martial arts, or even dancing—just uh, different things. So, just be mindful of that. Just do different things. Make exercise a part of your life. I know when I had my mental breakdown. boys, that's hard to say, but I'll say it because I'm not ashamed of it. It happened. I, I'm gonna own it. I'm gonna. Def- it doesn't define myself. Human. Happened. I've dealt with it myself going to work, um, but also going to the gym there this last a little bit improve my mental health, my clarity. I felt good. Felt really good. Even if it's going to the treadmill and just putting the tunes on a walk, I do it. So support your mood and energy levels by eating a healthy diet. A huge can have a huge impact on your mood and your energy levels through the day. Minimize your 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 sugar intake. Uh, redefine, you know, refine your carbs. You crave sugary snacks or comfort food, try try to get into something different. Uh, Reduce your intake of foods that can affect your mood, such as caffeine, trans fats, and foods that have chemical preservatives or hormones. Make sure you read the back of your labels. Eat more omega-3 fatty acids to give your mood a boost. Uh, And these sources are like salmon, herring, mackerel, anchovies, sardines, uh, seaweed, flaxseed, walnuts, fish, that sort of thing. Avoid the nicotine. Try to avoid as much as you can. When you're smoking, you feel stressed. You may seem it's a calming thing, but the nicotine is a powerful stimulant that can lead to higher and not lower levels of anxiety. Uh, and then it happens quite frequently. And drink alcohol in moderation. You know, I've really enjoyed this uh, segment. I really went through it an hour already. So this ends this episode. My upcoming episodes, I'm going to be interviewing a couple women from my high school days that have some pretty inspiring, heartfelt stories dealing with grief, mental health issues, a lot of different ramifications in their life, some hardships, going to tap into their resources to see how they cope with it. Some coping mechanisms that might help my listeners. So stay tuned on my Facebook page. That's Chat Club on Facebook. I'm looking for some more likes and some more listeners. So I need some help from my supporters to spread the news, spread the message, spread the podcast as much as you can. Really appreciate you supporting me. My name is Alan Hilton. This is Chat Club and I'll talk to you real soon.